Welcome back, everyone. Broadcasting again from Freedom Studios. It's Nick and I here to bring you another freedom-packed episode. What's up, everybody? What's up? If this is your first time with us, thanks for joining, and thank whoever invited you. And uh, if you're one of the thousands of people that are returning listeners, I'm glad you're committed to achieving success and that we're helping you get there. It means a lot. Uh, but yeah, for you first-timers, what we talk about on the show is how to achieve personal success. But we're not some get-rich-quick or feel-good show. What we do is try to let you guys inside me and Nick's head and teach you the system of success that we've used in our life. Um, and we do that through conversations about our interests, current happenings in the world, and uh, seemingly lucky success stories. And what we do is we make connections and show you how the principles of freedom empowered are embedded and correlated to pretty much every aspect of life. Um, but yeah, Nick, what are we talking about today? Oh, uh, we'll talk about a few things today, like the world's first fully auto indoor farm, Interpol's president has gone missing, and the social effects of flipping the switch and taking action of your goals. And Interesting. We'll just hop right into it. The words, the world's first fully auto indoor farm. So this is a farm in Silicon Valley where all the tech stuff happens. And uh, it's capable of growing and picking leafy greens. And it's about to be fully operational. Uh, the company Ironox is a robotics company. It's reinventing farming from the ground up. It's, it's focused. It's focused on... Uh, increasing the availability and quality of flavor of leafy greens, including romaine lettuce, butterhead lettuce, and kale, and some uh, some herbs like basil, cilantro, and chives. I love myself some cilantro. Two things. One, is it possible to have flavorful leafy greens? And then my second question is, what is butterhead lettuce? So butterhead lettuce, no idea. Flavorful leafy greens, I think it's possible. I think, for example, if you had like some spinach, there's some bad tasting spinach, and like some spinach that tastes like nothing. That's a good tasting spinach. <laughs> I'm pretty, that's my point. I'm pretty sure the whole point of making leafy greens more flavorful is actually to make them as flavorless as possible so that you get the nutrients, but it tastes like something else. I, I think that's the best way to do it. But cilantro is amazing. I love cilantro on some street tacos I do like from LA. Oof. Yeah, and basil too. Basil's pretty good. If you had like a, um, you make a BLT, add a little basil on for that extra punch. Yeah, no, this it sounds like a pretty good invention here. Why don't you tell us a little more, Nick? Uh, so basically, it has two key robotic systems. It has a robotic arm that basically does everything from like maintaining the plants and then it has a automatic transport system picks them up moves them over for harvesting and all that fun stuff but i would say the two big things are like why i chose this article to talk about it's because well first one sounds a little pessimistic the other one sounds a little more optimistic just depends on your world view first thing is uh the future is changing Obviously, we know this. We've talked about it before, one of our early episodes. 
And a lot of the farmers who farm right now are going to see this as a threat and people are going to lose their jobs. But I think it's the important part is you got to make yourself better. You got to be better. You need to be constantly trying to improve yourself, gain more knowledge, gain more skills. The robot age is coming. And I don't think the robot age is bad. What do you think, Mason? Well, one, is it possible to be better than a robot? If it is, you know where you're going to be better than them at? It's going to be critical thinking. It's going to be social skills. It's going to be networking. Things of that nature. So if it doesn't, if this doesn't show you well enough that it's time to put aside the books and get out there and learn how to be a winner, then I don't know what does. Because what we're saying here is all of you that just want to have some little technical expertise and just have a very specific job that you can hold on to for 20 years, that's not the case anymore because robots can do those specific jobs way more precisely than people now. So what what's what we're going to need is people to lead the robots, people that are bringing that human aspect to a workforce of robots. And I know that, I mean, we're a little bit away from this actually happening, but if you're going to prepare yourself for the future, it's not to get a job in an assembly line or something where you're doing a technical task that doesn't have a lot of skill involved because at some point in the future, and I would argue the near future, it's going to be all those jobs are going to be taken by robots. Well, so, well, yeah, like, and all the signs are out there. Everyone can see this news article. Everyone knows it's coming. And if by the time when that comes where robots are doing a lot of those jobs that they can do, the only person left to blame would be yourself because everyone told you. Everyone told you what was happening. Right. Do you see uh, Do you see a threat of an AI takeover like Elon Musk has? Uh, so I've actually seen him talk about it. I do and I don't. So I would hope that the people making the robots, once they can make a robot that can outthink all of us and out, I guess, manhandle us and take over, they'd be like, all right, calling it quits now. We've proved that we can do it. Now let's stop. It's possible. Uh, I mean, I'm not really sure. I know something that was very frightening or inspiring, depending on how you look at it, is I definitely saw a video of a self-driving Domino's car where it pulled up, it kind of sounded like a ride out of Disneyland. It pulled up, keep your hands and feet clear of the automated car. And it had a bunch of gadgets and do-wabs on it. And then it, you typed in a code and the window went down, you pulled your pizza out. And then it said again, everyone, the automated vehicle is preparing for takeoff. Please stand clear. And it just zoomed off and you know they're probably not it's probably not profitable at this point but they're testing it so how long before it does take effect i mean if you think about it that might be one of the more dare i say dangerous but just more realistic uh ways that uh automated car is going to be used is because yeah to have to give everyone an automated car where it can just drive uh cross country or to wherever you need to go might be difficult and might be farther away, but to have a car that simply just does a basic route that here's the dominoes and here's the surrounding neighborhood 
how hard could it be to program that car to uh, navigate that very set route? And I saw in the video, it was stopping at stop signs. It was very interactive. So, I mean, I don't know how far away it is. I mean, really, the moral of the story is they have the technology. The question is, at what point is it going to be profitable to use that versus humans? Well, the crazy thing about the self-driving Domino's car is like, yeah, self-driving cars is a thing right now. But if you would have just even talked about it a year ago, you would think that delivery drivers would be the only job that was safe for like pizza, pizza huts and Domino's and the people who work in the store who take the orders. You would imagine that that's going to get automated before this, but this is the innovation is just happening so much quicker than probably people expected. Right. And I, I guess now it's time you got to you got to react to it. You, you got to prepare for the full takeover of the automated jobs. Right. And I think for most people, it's exciting. And the crux of the argument is what about the people who hold those jobs now? And that's the, the I mean, more on the moral side than the technical side, because the, the technical side, the science side of it says automatically switch as soon as possible, because that's an advancement. And we're all for ingenuity and advancements in modern society. Then the, the, the really it's a moral question of, you know, what about these people who currently hold those jobs? And then you start to get into, OK, so what's the solution? And I don't. I don't know how you can possibly make the argument that the solution is to hold back technological advancements and progress in society to protect jobs. The argument needs to be, okay, what do we do to teach the people who have those jobs to take a next step in their education or in their skills to where they can have a job that's not that basic? And a a lot of it is personal responsibility. It's, hey... I have a low skill job. I need to better myself. But, you know, we live in a society where we care about each other and I'm not going to undervalue that principle whatsoever. So then, all right, what do we do as a society to help them? You know, I don't know. I think it comes back to, dare I say, education, but our education system is flawed. Our education system, I think, promotes having a very narrow skill set. You know what I mean? Where you're, Mm -hmm. whether you're focusing on it in college or just right off the bat getting into the workforce. So I don't know what the solution is, but I mean, the most obvious solution is flip the switch, embrace the freedom empowered mentality and create a self-driven mission to better yourself and then you'll be fine. So for all of you listening right now, you're probably going to be fine because you're not going to let something like this hinder you but yeah well uh, another thing i want to talk about just from the story is that well this is more on the business side of it like the people at ironox came up with a way to they basically made it made the industry easier and more efficient so but that's what innovators do that's why we love them They, they make they make life easier for others and their business would be successful because of it. Because, so basically, when you come up with an idea that can help lots of other people, it may hurt some people, 
but you're doing overall good. And that that's why I think the solution should never be let's cut the innovation, which I fear that that might be some people's solutions to this. You know what I mean? Right. It is because people don't think ahead. People don't see the potential. I mean, if you go back 50 years, you know, no one ever would have thought cell phones existed. No one would have ever even thought computers existed. I know I specifically read an article about, I want to say IBM, who, you know, is a big technological firm. Mm -hmm. But someone came to them with the idea of, hey, we should make, we should get into the personal computer business. You know, I think it's going to be the next big thing. And he said, no, like, how could you ever expect that this one ton, $20,000 computer could ever be personalized? No one's ever going to want a personal computer. And now look at it. Look at, look, at everyone has them. Everyone has two. Everyone has three computers. If you probably have one at work, you have a personal computer. You know, it's, you have an iPhone, you have an iPad, you have an iPod. I mean, it's, you, if you, if you, fail to think about the future, then yeah, you're going to be stuck, but you have to be able to realize what's possible. And I think that if you do that now, you can definitely see, you can definitely pick up the trends of what's happened in the past and what the future is going to hold. And it excites me and it should excite you too. Yeah. I just think it's, it's a dangerous time to be complacent though. You cannot be complacent. You want to know what's more dangerous than that, Mason? What? Being Interpol's president. Uh-huh. That's true. You probably haven't heard this because I actually pulled it from uh, an international news source. But Interpol's president has gone missing. And he was on a visit to China. If you guys don't know what Interpol is, it's the International Police. Most of you should know. It's basically a police force that's comprised of agents from all different countries and they try to enforce international law or at least fill the void between, uh, you know, maybe crimes that have been taken that have been enacted in other countries. So a lot of it is, I mean, international crime, probably a lot of stuff that's outside of uh, national boundaries. I would assume a lot of uh, stuff that happens in the ocean out there beyond boundaries. And then also, uh, you know, multinational drug schemes, sex trafficking, all sorts of stuff. Anyways, the point of the story, the president has gone missing. Uh, he was a Chinese national hired in 2016. He was expected to stay in power till 2020, but he went to China for a visit. It's been almost two weeks. Uh, rumor has it that he was detained by the so-called discipline authorities in China. And it really just sounds very Orwellian to me. And on a side note, in China, they start, they're, they're, they're essentially communists. They, they're, they've taken a capitalistic economy because capitalism is necessary to have a thriving economy. Uh, not trying to get political, but that is, for the most part, a fact. And But another thing they have is they have a social ranking now where you get your loans or your, you know, your properties or you get uh, different opportunities based off of a social ranking that the government gives you. That's completely different from how you perform academically or in your job. 
And it basically means how well do you support and are in line with the ideology of the government. Very well in. Well, they're now lifelong president. Right. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. He is. He is there. They are. Yeah. He's the communist leader. And on the same note, another thing that happened was a very big actress in China, Fan Bingbing. I don't know who she is. Apparently, she's in a couple uh, Marvel movies. She's huge over there. And she's detained and still in uh, prison and charged $100 million for tax evasion. So, what does this mean? I think the first point, on a very positive note, and a time to smack yourself in the head and realize what you got note, you're lucky you live in America, or in any Western country for that matter, and no matter how much you think that there's wrong and how much you disagree with certain policies, for the most part, you're vastly more free than anywhere else in the world. So don't take your opportunities for granted. At least you're not, uh, I mean, could you imagine, (laughs) could you imagine if they took like, who's Brad Pitt or like Jennifer Lawrence and she just disappeared and was in a concentration camp and fined a hundred million dollars. Could you imagine what would happen? That's what I'm saying is you have to see the reality. And what a lot of people have the mistake of in thought is that they complain or they see something wrong and they just have an absolute breakdown, which I'm not saying that don't fight for change, but (laughs) there's not even a slight correlation between the freedoms you have here and the lack of freedoms that you have in a place like China, which is not a third world country. It's a very affluent country. You know what I mean? And they're still able to hold those types of uh, policies there. And that's, that's crazy. It's honestly uh, insane, you know? Well, yeah, like if nothing wrong with going for change, but also when you're going for the change, also, you also have to realize what you do have. Don't take it for granted. Make the best of your opportunities. Right. I know. So, from this story, I I, I think it's crazy just because Interpol's president, that's like a top-level person in the world. Right. And, like, you would imagine he would have to have some sort of security. Right, but not in China. And that gets into my second point right now. Let me let me hit you with this. This is the second point here. You're owed nothing. And security is just a word. Uh, you need to provide for yourself because nobody has your back, no matter what it is. The international police, Interpol, as Nick just said, it's a big position. It's honestly equivalent to being a top-ranking official in NATO or the UN, where... You know, we can get into how much power they actually have. But the point is, on a political, international stage, they're huge. And the international police are asking nicely for China to release their president. In real life, titles don't matter. In the real world, it's who has the power who's on top. There's no international law or, you know some just political courtesies they don't apply in the real world it's all about who 
actively and arduously created personal security and created a life for themselves where they're in control of what they have. And well, do, well, I feel like uh, like something I realized about this is that the international police they're asking China nicely. If it was like some third world small country, you know, they wouldn't be asking right. nicely. They'd and, go in there and try to do something. Right. And on the same on the same note, if it was an American ambassador or an American congressman or an American diplomat, well, first China wouldn't do it, and if they did, there would be there would be war. So that's it. Just goes to the point, you know, who actually has the power? I know that they have a big title and they have like a nice name, but who's in charge? You know what I mean? Exactly. People don't mess with America for a reason. People don't mess with Russia for a reason. In the same note, people in the Russia mess with China for a reason because they're on top. And, you know, you can hide behind superficial titles all you want. And this is my connection down on the personal level is you can hide behind a, whatever sort of pseudo accomplishments you want. And you can say, you know, this and that and this and that. But... At the end of the day, did you build a life for yourself where you're no one else can take your personal security from you or did you not? Do you have financial freedom? Do you have a a self-sustaining job that is safe from a recession that is safe or robots? That's a point in case right here. You know what I mean? You got to you got to build a life for yourself. That is take life secure. Into, take your life into your own hands. Right. No, completely. That's that's the point. But that'll segue right into the next thing that we're going to talk about. Do you have anything else to say about that, Nick? No, I, I got nothing else to say. I think I think our two articles really blended decent right they there. They did, and that wasn't the plan either. Wow. But our, our last, I guess, segment, I don't know. I want to call it the free thinking segment. Right. What do you think? Yeah, no, completely. We're going to dive in a little deeper and try to make some uh, more deep set connections with Freedom Empowered and try to teach you guys a little bit. But yeah, it's just this one is going to be more of a social ideology because I've been thinking a lot about just flipping the switch and pursuing your own definition of freedom. Sometimes you get a little shunned doing it because it's different than what your friends are doing or it's different than what is socially normal. And people might say, well, why do you want to work more? Working is shitty. You're working too much. You should take break. You should go relax. We should go get some beers. But, you know, for me personally, I'll give you my personal take on it. I don't need time off to chill. I mean, who says that sitting back and doing nothing is the reward? Maybe work is the reward. Maybe working more is the fun. You know what I mean? To me, success and being cool and having an enjoyable life is being financially independent, working a job I love, and having the freedom to travel and spend as much time with the people that I love. You know what I mean? So what am I going to do to make that happen? You know, sitting back and relaxing on a Saturday because I worked hard all week you know, and then 
I'm not going to have the chance to achieve the things that I just talked about. And that's why the biggest part about all this is the first step to our process in defining your personal definition of freedom is what do you want? You have to know what you want because if you can actually figure out what you want at the core of your being, then you'll understand. It'll be fun for you. Working will be fun for you. You'll be able to illuminate and understand what your number one priority is and you can build your life around it and you won't be there trying to um, convince yourself to put in a little bit of extra work because it's going to be enjoyable for you just the same way that me and Nick love sitting here and recording episodes. It's one of our passions and it it's fun for us. And well, oh, uh, it will make it that much easier when you tell a friend like, oh, I can't go out. Like you have to work on the side hustle or like I can't go out because I'm already doing something I love to do. I'm already I'm working. They'll see you. They'll see him like, oh, I can't go out because I'm choosing to do this extra work. But the way Mason, I say is you're choosing not to go out because you're working on something you love. That's why it's so important to know what you want to do and to work on it. Right. And then when you go and say, I can't go to the club, Jimmy. I'm going to have way more fun working my passion. And guess what? Another big part. There's fruits to my labor. Rather than just having hearing damage and an STD scare. <laughs> Worst case. But it's the truth. Instead of that, you're spending some time developing skills and working towards a goal that you love and that's your passion. Uh, it just it, it doesn't seem, even seem like a question to me. It seems like a win-win scenario. Yeah, and uh, I would say take a good hard look at your life. Like how much of what you do has a productive result? At the end, at the end like how much is a net drain in your bank account, your health, your time? One of the first things to do is cut going out. That's a, that's probably the most unhealthy thing you do for your body, just because the food you eat out there is shit. But also your bank account. There's just and a lot of times it's a waste of time. Yeah, you have fun for an hour, couple hours, but what did you really get done? Right. You're still you've taken zero steps towards your goal. Right. And I'm a huge supporter of building relationships. I really am. I, I'm a very social person. I have a lot of friends. But, you know, when the best time to win, it's the weekend. You get so much more out of a weekend than you do weeknights. Weeknight, you worked all day. You're pretty tired. Uh, you might get an hour of hard work out of your side hustle, maybe a little more, but how much of it is productive you should retire. But on a weekend, you know, you can wake up on Friday or you can go to bed on Friday, wake up fresh, eight o'clock Saturday, get to work, have a full productive day. But if you're out till 3 a.m. Saturday morning, you wake up at noon, hungover till five, you just wasted that whole day. You know, it's, it's, it's just all about planning you got to plan. you got to have a school. That's one of the biggest things. Everyone has schedules at work. They have all these calendars and all this, uh, you know, scheduling. Why not put a schedule on your own life? You can have fun. 
schedule it in. Schedule it in around uh, you working hard. But... Well, and, and you're also going to have friends who are pressuring you. And for them, it's difficult to understand what you're trying to do. But you can't live in both worlds. You have to commit. And, and it sounds kind of shitty. Like, I'm not saying just cut them off completely or tell them, oh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. But eventually, if you're committed to a goal, a passion you have, and you're working towards it, and then you have friends who just want to keep going out and they pressure you. Hey, man, let's go. Oh, save it till tomorrow. If you keep pushing, that side hustle, that passion can turn into a full hustle. Right. Full time. The only way. Full time success. The only way to turn side hustle success into full time success is to give a full commitment. It's not going to happen any other way. But. It might be hard at first. It's a difficult adjustment, especially if it's if you've been living a certain lifestyle for many years. But guess what? Five years down the road, when you're quitting your shitty slave-like job and you start making a salary off some dream that you created out of blood, sweat, and thin air, you're going to look back and you're going to feel good. You're going to feel accomplished and you're going to be enjoying the fruits of your labor whether that be personal control of your income, whether it's a mobile work schedule, or you're just loving what you do. Either way, you're going to be vastly happy with the success that you've achieved. And you're going to look back at your old friends and see them in the same place. And then guess what? They're going to be asking you, how'd you get there? You know, can you help me out now? You know, maybe they're still getting their friends where you say, all right, I'll help you out. You can come work for me. Or maybe you have new friends. I don't know. Well, we've talked about it before. There's like a tier system. And there's like levels of people and where you're at in your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say when you reach a new tier, the people in a lower tier, they'll either start to drift or... But you're going to meet new friends in other tiers. And... We've talked about it, the 33% rule. It's good to spend time with people at your same level, people who want, who have the same goals, may, maybe not identical goals, but have it's the same mindset. drive to... The same yeah, mindset. The same mindset. Yeah. Same mindset to make it to the top like you do. Right. And it also, once you make it to the top, don't think you're done working because... Takes work to stay there because now you got the crosshairs on your back. So now people are going to be gunning for you. That's a completely a side note, and it's something that a lot of people don't want to hear. But hard work never stops. It takes a lot of work to be a winner. But yeah, you know, at first you might feel alone because some of your old friends have drifted away. But I would say it's really nothing to worry about because the world is full of like-minded individuals. The issue is they're usually just a little hard to find because they're also busy crushing life just like you. But you can meet them. And little side note, in the long run, they'll probably be better friends than the people you had before anyways. You probably have a closer friendships with them because they push you forward rather than just holding you back. 
So exactly. Yeah, don't be afraid to uh, let go of the status quo. Let go of your current state of uh, activities, of friends, of what you do, and push forward and look for uh, the next tier of figure. You just you just worry about you. You do you, boo boo. You figure out what you want, what you love, where you want to be, and you just run. And I promise you, everything else will everything else will come out in the in the wash. You'll, you'll end up making making new friends that are just like you, that all have the same goals as you, that are there to add to your life the same way you're going to add to their life. There's going to be no, no one's going to be a drain. And, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what even 20 years from now, I don't know how old you guys are, 20 years from now, you're going to be young still and you're going to be doing whatever you want. Why do whatever you, why do whatever you want for two days a week now on the weekend when you can do whatever you want seven days a week after you put in a little bit of work i don't know you have anything else nick no i, yeah. I think we're good on that part but yeah anyways uh we love talking to you guys thanks for another great episode and thanks for being great listeners you guys didn't interrupt us as you know <laughs> <laughs> mason and i are working on a hobby site where we focus on exploration and on, and on people who may already be crushing life and you need some hobby help that might be the place for you and also if you want to get more involved with us you can hit us up on facebook join our facebook group or just send us a private message we love to interact and talk with you guys and help you guys become better and maybe you guys help us be better change our way of thinking but in my opinion, Freedom Empowered is more than just a show. It's a community of like-minded individuals. Anyways, thanks again. Keep up work the hard work.